Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Just wanted to take you back to yesterday when I spoke to Father Peter McVerry. This is just an appalling a decision by government. Uh, my understanding is that uh, the Minister for Housing wanted to extend the ban and was acting in, uh, in, in, in preparation for extending the ban, but he was overridden by the Taoiseach. And that's why there was no preparation made during the five-month ban for mitigating the effects of ending this ban. Now, the government have said that the mitigating effects are going to be put into action, that landlords who want to sell their house will first have to engage with the local authority to see if the local authority will buy the house and keep the tenants in place. But that requires legislation. And if they had intended to end the ban, why didn't they put that legislation into place during the five months when the ban was enacted? They didn't do it. It was a last-minute panic attempt to reassure the public that uh, they, they had it under control. And the irony is that the very same day that the eviction ban was to end, the government go on holidays for two weeks and can't pass any legislation. I mean, I am just, as I say, so angry. And the reason for ending the ban, I believe, is that the local and European elections are coming up early next year. And they didn't want all this fallout to happen a few months before the elections. So they wanted to get it out of the way by ending the eviction ban and hope that uh, people's anger will have subsided uh, in 12 months' time when the election's coming up. I know you a long time and you're not giving... You're not given for rash statements. What you've just told me there, where you believe that the Minister for Housing wanted to continue with the ban and he was overridden by the Taoiseach. What are you basing that on? Where where, where have you got that information from? Now, now, you're a journalist, you know. I can't reveal my sources. (laughs) But you you stand over what you just said, will you, Father Peter? I will. I'll stand over what I said, yes. And I was speaking to him late last night as well. In fact, I had a detailed conversation with Father Peter last night and he was just explaining what a day-to-day routine for him is like. And he again stood over what he said to me yesterday. Um, Also, our political correspondent, Sean Defoe, sent me the following statement. He said, Minister O'Brien firmly believes that the decision to end the winter eviction moratorium as planned on March the 31st is the correct decision. The Minister has said this consistently and there is no question of him being overruled as suggested. I'm joined in the studio by the Cahirlock of Wexford County Council, uh, Councillor George Lawler. Good morning to you, George. Good morning, Alan. You two uh, heard uh, Father Peter make those statements yesterday. What do you make of him? Do you believe him? Yes, I do. Uh, I think one thing we all know about P- Father Peter McVerry is his remarkable track record in this area. Uh, but he, he, we also know that he's a man of integrity. And he's also a man with the inside track. Um, from speaking to people uh, who mix in the circles at the highest level, it was fully expected that there would be an extension of this vic- uh, ex- uh, eviction ban before the ministers went into into meet. Uh, and people were quite shocked actually when the meeting concluded and it was uh, declared that the eviction ban would be ended and ceased uh, last Friday stroke Saturday. Uh, and, and I think Darrow O'Brien has no has nothing else can he do but come out and say that uh, he believes it's a, a correct decision because if what Peter McVerry is uh, saying is proven, uh, it's fatal for this government. 
Um, I believe personally, I believe that this uh, the ending of this ev- eviction ban right. is fatal for the government anyway. Because uh, as I said, George, I spoke <coughs> to Father Peter last yeah. night. I had a long chat with him, and he was giving me an example of what life is like in the hostels in Dublin, for example. And uh, I mean, I might well pop up and, and go on uh, uh, ramble with him at some stage. Mm. Uh, and he really stood over and he said, "There's no way am I going to uh, 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 say where I got the information Absolutely. from." So if if, if what Father Peter McVerry is proven, it is fatal for this government. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's, no, there's no question. But let's, let's look at the facts. Uh, we have an eviction ban uh, and it's lifted. Uh, a few months after, the year ended when 11,868 eviction notices were issued in 2022. 4,329 of those in the final quarter of of uh, 2022 compare that to 2021 so we have 11,800 in 2022 in 2021 there was 3,033 eviction notices a quarter uh, almost a quarter of what was issued in 2021 multiply that by four for 2022 this is an absolute uh, national emergency and yet as Peter McVerry uh, has stated nothing has been put in place in reality to mitigate the circumstances. Let's look at the tenant in situ situation, the tenant in situ scheme. How many how many uh, tenant in situ um, cases do you think Wexford have been uh, allocated uh, nationally? The answer is thirty. Right. Thirty tenant in situ cases, cases, fifteen hundred nationally. When in the last six months of last year there was nine thousand eviction or notices or notices to quit issued, mm. it is a national crisis. It's a national emergency. It needed a complete set of emergency measures, and because they obviously weren't put in place, nobody expected anything other than this eviction ban to extend it. So Peter McVerry is absolutely correct, and and uh, you know it also indicates that this was a political decision, <coughs> not <coughs> excuse me. Not a strategic, strategic decision, but a political decision out of, based on ideology, the ideology of, of Fine Gael. I sat in the studio with a Fine Gael councillor some months back, Alan, you, when I proposed the eviction man, and the Fine Gael councillor uh, disagreed and argued, said, if you look at Berlin, uh, the situation, it, it made things worse. Uh, a rent freeze and an eviction ban made things worse in Berlin. The difficulty, and, and I listened uh, uh, to South East Radio Business uh, Matters uh, at the weekend, I think the resident economist uh, was on, uh, his name escapes me, but he declared, Berlin is totally different because in Berlin, there's loads of private rental property. So if you get evicted from one house, you can, you're, you can actually go along to a number of other properties right. uh, in the private rental market. That is not the case in this country and certainly not the case in this county. I think there was something like... That twi- economist, twi- by the way, is a really good guy. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He, was, he was terrific, but very realistic. And mm. economists are not over- usually given to measures such as uh, an eviction yeah. ban or rent freezes. Yeah. But the situation is so dire. I think last week was declared that there were something like 29 available properties in the country uh, that people who were in receipt of HAP right. uh, c- could access. 21 of those were in Dublin. And let's let's talk about the tenant in situ situation again because that pertains purely to those who are on the public council housing list. You can only access tenant, tenant in situ if you're in uh, uh, if you're on the council list hmm. in private rental accommodation. What are you dealing with on a daily basis? On a I daily mean, I've basis, heard from Jack Rolls, I've heard from Jim Codd, uh, I'm hearing <coughs> from councillors, again, councillors in government parties mm. as well. What are you hearing? Like, since all this kicked off, has your phone been hopping with people Every in this day. situation? Every single Without day. Without naming them, what are you dealing with? I'm dealing, I, I, I'm dealing with public servants, who, two people who work in the public service, who uh, have a notice to quit on good earnings, but simply cannot find any property anywhere in County Wexford. So what are they going to do? 
that's the question and that's why this eviction ban was essential that it was kept right. in place not for any ideological you know ultra left uh, wing uh, situation or or, or, or or political left wing it was needed to be kept in place because because it is the only option to give the government space to build more houses look right. we don't need a, I'm not talking about building tens of thousands of houses in County Wexford if we had about 300 uh, public houses in Wexford, it would take huge pressure off the system because we have 300 public houses, 300 people uh, in private rental accommodation. It could potentially free up 250 to 270 or 300 people who are in private rented accommodation, right. which frees up that market as well. Going back to Father Peter McVeary, uh, you inquired as well, were you all on, on, under the... Uh impression that this was going to be extended and uh, you inquired from within yes Leinster house uh, yes, quarters yes. what did you what did you everyone dream? fully expected the expectation was that the eviction ban was going to be extended right. and when the ministers went into that meeting people were astonished when they came out and and discovered that it was going to end because it was something like the crisis is, is at such an extent that you know that there is no option for people uh, but I mean, uh, you spoke to Peter McVary about people in emergency accommodation. Yeah. The emergency accommodation in County Wexford is full to the gills. Yeah. So people who are uh, facing eviction have simply nowhere to go. And that's why, that's why it's such a... So mitigation is the word that Father Peter yeah, used I mean, yesterday. Nothing, yeah. nothing put in place. Uh, uh, talk about things. I mean, tenants in situ in, in Wexford, we're dealing with about, I think, seven... We haven't purchased one tenant in situ yet. Yeah. Uh, we're working on about seven of them. Uh, the allocation that we've given is about 30. Nationally, it's 1,500. I mean, uh, can I just say, I work uh, on a daily basis with really decent people yeah. in Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Yeah. Uh, many of them really, really good councillors, and many of them okay. are horrified by this. Yeah, one of your fellow councillors, Tom Ford, uh, has just messaged me. He says, Wexford Borough District Council wrote to our deputies to express their disappointment with the ending of the eviction ban and have urged them to vote with the Sinn Féin motion to extend it. We have had responses so far from deputies Mythen, Murphy and Howland. Nothing yet from deputies Brown and, uh, sorry, Minister of State Brown and Deputy Kyo. The government have thrown in the towel when it comes to dealing with this crisis. Um, it is very, very worrying. I mean, I have to tell you, like, in all the years I've been a broadcaster, uh, this is the one that really has thrown me because you're yeah. you're looking for sort of to be non-judgmental yeah. in the middle, and and I just find speaking to people that this is absolutely horrendous. What we needed to do was use a bit of imagination in this. We needed to keep smaller landlords in particular in the game, and we needed to do that because being a small landlord at the minute is not a not a great place to be. Yeah. You're paying fifty percent in tax. We needed tax incentives. We need a greater incentive to keep the smaller, you know, the two or three. Uh, house landlords or the accidental okay. landlords in the game because they're the ones who want to get out now because it's such a difficult let, place Let to me be. reflect another comment that's coming from a listener. I think your speaker yesterday, Father McVurry, was totally out of order running landlords down over them selling a property they've worked hard to buy or pay for. Who is he to criticise people when he has no clue of the circumstances the landlords may also be in? It's not the landlord's responsibility to house anyone. Um, then they go on, this is their view, not mine. That is up to the government. The Catholic Church and the Vatican were as quick to criticise their own issues over many years it would be far more appreciated. I mean, two wrongs don't make a right, George. No, I mean, and basically, and I, I, there I are landlords. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't criticise landlords, and that's why yeah. I'm 
make the point they should have been incentivized to stay in the game. Even if they wanted to sell, we would have to say, sorry guys, this is a national crisis, but what we're going to do, we're going to make sure that it's economically attractive for you to stay in the game because it, we appreciate uh, interest rates have gone up. Many of them yeah. may be pay, paying mortgages. There may no longer be a ne- ne- negative equity. So we want to, to for the smaller landlords, yeah. we want to make it attractive for them to stay, but we also need the eviction ban back okay. because that was the only comfort that people had, a little bit of security a tender whilst we sorted out the situation. We're not talking about this going on forever. You know, we're talking about maybe 12 to 18 months until we have those maybe 300 houses in County Wexford that will give us that leverage that we require. I have to wrap it up for the moment. Um, you, you, I take it it will be dominating the Cahirlock, uh, the, the county meeting, uh, the chair, you know, for just the past, chairing the meeting. Uh, housing for the past, you know, as long as I can remember over the past... Is that next month? Next, uh, uh, next week. Next week, uh, um, as long as I can remember, has dominated. Sorry, my dates are all over the place. At the yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, you know, for as long as I can remember, housing has dominated because it is such a critical... I mean, people are suffering so greatly as a result of this. I, I get emails on a daily basis and I get phone calls on a daily basis for people who are in crisis We need and, and in an emergency situation. We need an emergency response and we didn't get it. And do you reiterate that call that you agree with what Father Peter McVeary said yesterday? And, uh, and you Because all the indications are that he is correct. There was no mitigating measures to mitigate the situation put in place. So they couldn't have been planning to end it. The only thing they could have been doing was planning to extend it whilst they put the mitigating measures in place. I mean, how can you say, how can you say that your only response to homelessness is to create further homelessness? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Most important of all, if people listening to us at the moment find themselves caught up in this, what do they do? They contact uh, contact Wexford County Council, uh, who again, in terms of mitigating measures, have been given no staff or no extra resources to deal with this crisis. 9,000 across the country, 9,000 uh, eviction notices uh, in the last Many six months. Many in Wexford. We're currently live 154, uh, and yet our tenant issue was 30. But, I mean, that's, you know, there's a focus on, on, on the public sector or council housing at the minute, but the people in the private sector are the ones, because they are not on any list, they're not on any council list, they can't access, access HAP or access any social housing assistance. So it is really, really difficult. So it's clear to me that no measures were, were con- uh, concretely put in place to mitigate against this absolute crisis. And that to me indicates that what Father Peter McVerry said was 100% correct. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.